0: Welcome back to Back Porch Movies. Today we'll be doing our 60 and 60.
1: 60 minutes, 60 movie reviews. We've done this once before in our quarantine special episode. We've watched a lot of movies over the past year. I think it's about a year since that episode. Um, a lot of them together through not nefarious means, but we've had <laughs> to like jangle uh, being able in like three different cities trying to just watch movies together.
0: We've got it done though. Um, through Xbox, especially, it's actually really, really yeah. Useful. So, can Microsoft you run down? Can us. you run down how you did that on the Xbox? I don't even. I'm so tech, Chris, technologically it's... unadvanced. <laughs> I was like, how the hell are we doing this? We get we in the
1: Xbox a... Live party, and which is what? No, I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> What's funny is everyone listening to this is like, why don't you guys just? Do like Netflix party or something? Not as
0: not as good, I don't think.
1: And and also we like to be able to chat with one another out loud, like we're together. I feel like yeah, yeah. Can you do that on the Netflix or like the Disney ones? I don't Plus think ones? so. Okay. So you,
0: well, I enjoy I enjoy watching a movie and hearing JP go, oh yeah, when yeah. someone's head gets blown off or something. So we've gotten it done.
1: But uh, so we're gonna go through our list of movies. This will be probably about an hour long episode. We got sixty movie reviews, sixty minutes. JP, do you have your timer ready? Yep. So I've got them in randomly assigned order. Ready? Before Sunrise.
0: Oh, this is an amazing movie. Well, Richard Linkletter, I think it's the most natural performances I've seen. Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke. uh, My favorite romance movie I've ever seen and not my genre. And I think it sets up the trilogy, which it's a trilogy perfectly uh the Julie Delpy performance is the best of what year is it 1995 yeah which we talked about a lot on that episode it's it's one of the most natural performances i've ever seen on film
1: it's like jp said it's one of the best romantic movies ever i loved it i have watched the first two of the trilogy not the third but i'm sure they're all great uh before sunrise is one of the best movies in
0: the 90s yeah i i would agree i can't believe how i could enjoy two people just walking around talking as much as i did watching that movie it so represents the time too. And i think it's the most accurate depiction of you know young love first interacting
1: yeah there's some scenes on when they're on their date like, i've like i've been there
0: <laughs> all right next movie
1: the vast of night oh this is an amazing sci-fi on amazon that i had never heard of came out in 2020 i think early 2020 yeah
0: and gabe actually texted me and blew me away uh wh- so you saw it first gabe. yeah i
1: heard about it on a podcast and they were like well, this is my favorite movie of like the pre-pandemic time and i thought it, i watched it and thought it was pretty good it's a 1950s um like alien movie but the way the people talk and the dialogue I, and it's there's so there's a bunch of it's only like 8 or 10 scenes, they're all like 10 minute one shot takes. Yeah. It's fascinating. Never yeah. seen anything like it.
0: Your the performances and the dialogue are so good that you're so tense. It's almost like a thriller. You're so tense because of the situation that this town is experiencing, but the characters are so likable and the writing's so good it puts you at ease. All
1: no-name people. I'd never yeah, seen yeah, any. Know, I'm yeah. sure they'll, there's going to be some people, there'll be some major stars from it.
0: Next movie. And Justice for All. <laughs> so this is a legendary movie that I feel like is a must-watch. for If you want to run down like the history of cinema, I feel like you have to watch In Justice for All. It's mandatory watching. It's Al Pacino in his heyday. Interrupting question.
1: Yeah, but is it good? No, it's yeah, not. It's good. not a good movie. It
0: hasn't aged well. It's we talked about it in depth on, in our uh, legal Oscars episode. It's legally inaccurate. It's very unrealistic. Pacino. It, this is, it's famous for him screaming at the judge at the end, and we, it's we, like we get it. It's like <laughs> look, Pacino. You're you're gonna win an Oscar for doing this exact same performance, but not for fifteen more years. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. What that's, year was that? Oh, that's young, I Pacino. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the I'm out of order. You're out of order. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's very overrated movie. It's not like our our parents, a little older than our parents' age. They they this is like classic. Okay, like rebel movie. Next one.
1: Ford versus Ferrari.
0: The, I have ultimate, not seen this the one. ultimate. Oh, you haven't.
1: We won't spoil. Then very good. The absolute really good.
0: ultimate male friendship movie. I think it's one of the best depictions of male friendship and professionalism. It's like up there. It's like a Michael Mann movie in terms of how men relate to each Which, other. Which
1: ironically, he's making yeah. his own Ferrari movie. Yeah. But it was actually his oh, brainchild. Okay. Let let me. It's a much happier than a Michael Mann. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. It's it's a very good movie, an interesting story. I knew nothing about it. I don't like cars that much. I don't Neither like do I, car movies. So. And it's perfect it's for someone It's not really like about the cars, which but, is what's funny. But it also, car enthusiasts love it because it's right. still really, really cool.
0: And the friendship things between the two racers, right? Not the designers or It's between the racers. The
1: designers and the racers. And,
0: and, it's, and it's about rivalries and friendships and how those, it, in manly professions inter intermingle with each other. But it's
1: it's it's got some humor. It's almost a good family movie. Like you could watch it with your kids. Favorite
0: scene? The fight. It's just two grown men get so pissed at each other and they just start fighting and they're so <laughs> bad at fighting in their marathon like groceries. man. Marathon man. <laughs> marathon man. Uh this we, is we Dustin this is this BC? Dustin Hoffman. This is postgraduate. Um like I would say an all-time classic thriller, that, yeah. that you have to watch. I don't remember watching this. We we you watched it in watch DC it. together when oh, I went okay. up to the White. House. Oh yeah, y'all ran. So this is, and is a classic, like almost spy thriller, and there's what two twists in it, two or three twists in it that you, that blew
1: my mind. Also, the antagonist is pretty famous, just in movies. For uh, I think Lawrence Olivier plays him. Just a famous antagonist, and there's a couple scenes that have been parodied a lot, but it it, it got pretty scary, too. It was a good movie, though, a very good movie.
0: That's Dustin Hoffman, you said? Dustin yeah, Hoffman Roy Scheider. There's unbelievable performances throughout it, and that's another classic rebel movie from the 70s. Mm, nice movie. Taxi Driver. Oh, <laughs> is this your favorite movie? This is... Yeah, definitely in my top three, probably. I think think... that puts you on an FBI list or something. (laughs) It probably does. Um, I think it's De Niro's best, and I think it's Scorsese's top two, probably. Um, That's another Rebel movie. Uh, And I love how it's a villain that is somewhat a hero at the end, you know? Um Gabe, you have trouble with this movie, right? Well,
1: I, I actually watched it for the first time. Y'all had both already seen it, I think. I'd watched it for the first time over the past year, and I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. It's clearly a great movie. It's clearly a super influential movie. I just hated every fucking person in the movie. Hated <laughs> everyone. That's
0: the point. Yeah. Like that's the point. The last, the last shoot 'em up scene like you're supposed to be exactly what you're saying like oh this guy's this guy's a hero he's avenging someone he's protecting someone and then you're like he's actually he's just murdering these people yeah like he's he's using it as an excuse excuse. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's he was gonna do it regardless yeah it's a movie about mental health and a lot of social issues so i would watch it Rushmore. um quintessential wes anderson that it's his first movie and it might be his best. I we just recently watched it and it was the one of the only Wes Andersons I'd never seen. hmm And it is an all time Bill Murray performance. Bill Murray at his peak, douche, just mm-hmm. creep, which I love. And then um just the school, the I love all the characters. I in identify this movie. I identified a lot with a lot of the characters, which is tough in a Wes Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. I liked a lot of the
1: characters. I know you didn't, Gabe. (laughs) I hate Wes Anderson. I hate his movies. I hate his whole shtick. Um, What
0: what (laughs) talent? um, I'd say if
1: you're a pretentious asshole, this movie's right (laughs) up your alley. So it's a school.
0: It's a movie, kind of comedy drama about a uh, poor kid who goes to a boarding, rich boarding school and uh, falls in love with a teacher. And and it never gets weird. No, it's it's done very respectfully, and I think not. I think realistically, like how every reversal guy, of fortune. Yeah. um, This is another classic night. Er, I love this nineties legal thriller that we covered on the legal podcast. So it's some, a true story. Some great acting in this. Fantastic. This is what got um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy the Irons, best Irons actor. the Oscar. Um, so this is a true based on a true story about a rich man accused of murdering his wife, and Alan Dershowitz actually defending him on his appeal. So Alan Dershowitz the good guy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love in this movie how based on his book, Alan Dershowitz's book about mm, it. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love how in this movie multiple times throughout you don't like you don't know if this guy's actually pure evil or if he's just in an unfortunate circumstance. I know that's the point, but they do it so well throughout the whole movie. I'm like Every scene, I'm like, oh, he's a good guy. Oh, yeah, might might be a murderer. My only criticism of the movie is over the years, especially this came out in 1990, I think. It's like he's creepy and villainous, but a couple years later, we get Hannibal Lecter, and it just blows it off the screen. So it it hasn't. Why age. it works now? It hasn't Warren. aged perfectly, I don't think, because it's not as evil as it should be. Fracture. Another, are we just nailing all these legal thrillers? Well, we
1: watched so many mo- legal thrillers in preparation for legal movie Oscars, which came out in April. Great episode. Watch it. Fracture was made by Gregory Hoblet, um, who has made several legal movies, and stars Ryan Gosling, who's awesome in it. Opposite Anthony Hopkins. Who is,
0: you know, there's a nut a, job in it. There's
1: a reason Anthony Hopkins is great. And the the main issue is it gets very unbelievable at the end. And it,
0: I would say the last. It's a great legal thriller until the first, the, until the, first, the end. First hour is very good until what so- solves the case, quote unquote. Is you're very like stupid. You're like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen.
1: It, it really is. You're like there's there. It's it's weak writing.
0: Very and did a disservice to the actors whose performances are amazing. It's,
1: it's unfortunate because it's it's well made. And it's a really cool story. And it's like, oh, they just don't have a good
0: ending. Oh, another legal thriller about a rich man accused of killing his wife. <laughs>
1: yeah, seems like some people are in on that. Seven.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I'm what, high can we Even seven. Say, yeah, what can seven. we even say about it? It's prob- What's in the fucking box? Is it? Is it up there? It's probably there with heat for greatest crime movie ever. Both came out,
1: like, within yeah. a month of yeah. each other.
0: Um. I think all-time Morgan Freeman performance, all-time Brad Pitt performance, and, and Spacey and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, Spacey <laughs> performance is better than his Usual Suspects performance, I'd say. Probably. Yeah, why did why did they put that up for the Oscar? Just why because did that get the, a bigger deal? Because of the twist that makes his performance just like more grand. I That's know. true. Well, he wasn't it's, even uh, advertised, and he. I, I don't yeah. even know
1: if it's. I don't know if he was even credited. In seven, se- in
0: seven, he's caught what halfway through the movie. But if you haven't seen <laughs> like,
1: seven, it's an amazing movie. But it's it is, horrific. It's just, even even twenty five years later. It's disturbing. It is rated R for a reason. But it is really good if you like dark thrillers.
0: And I like Morgan Freeman in that straight man role too.
1: The Searchers.
0: Um, oh. This is the greatest western of all time. One of the best movies ever made i would say a top five movie ever made is it ford john yeah, ford john, john ford john ford's masterpiece starring john wayne of course um for the people
1: who argue john wayne can't act they need to watch this movie it's one of the greatest acting performances ever
0: it like he ended up winning an oscar for true grit like what 20 years later about 15 years later and he's it which is a good performance it's deserved it's really but, good this is his best but performance. this is this is like, like Gabe was saying, like one of the best screen performances ever. And, I mean, and
1: there's, and when we talk about influence, this is oh, yeah, every major director will say, Oh, Searchers is like this
0: is m- what got may- Spielberg into movies, yeah. what got Scorsese into movies. And if you watch search- Searchers, you go, Oh, that's where they get the shoot 'em up scene at Taxi Driver, that's where they get the scene in Jurassic Park or whatever. I didn't realize the Western could be better than the good, the bad, the ugly. And then I saw the emotion that this movie. Like poured out and the way it looked and
1: Searchers every, is the best Western every ever. every
0: single time. The I Equalizer,
1: cry. just as good as Searchers.
0: <laughs> no, mm-hmm. <laughs> <I> <laughs> no mean, support. I on love the Equalizer. The Equalizer. I've is... never seen it. Okay, had, it's... had you seen it recently or something? We're I... talking about the Queen Latifah TV show, right? We're not. But <laughs> Denzel's a badass.
1: This is a movie that a lot of our uh, dads and uncles love. And it's... It's good. Not that good.
0: No, nah, it's, it's good. It's like... How's the action in it, though? It's fine. Isn't that what it's That's famous for? That's the point. For? It's pretty good. It's like
1: John Wick, but Well, the but reason is dad. it's because there's a 30-minute... At the end, when it should have already been over, this movie's way too long, there's like a 30-minute Denzel using tools you'd find in the Home Depot, because they're in a Home Depot, <laughs> to kill, like, Russian terrorists. And it's so because dad. every 50-year-old father has That's imagined themselves in <laughs> that scenario, which is why they all love it.
0: <laughs> How many people in a Home Depot on a given day are wanting an active shooter situation to break? <laughs> I know I do. The Hunt for Red October. Um. So this is the original Jack Ryan movie. Now what? It's the first book, gave, too. Okay, I was curious. So it's the first book in it's the series. the one series. starring Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, fantastic Jack Ryan, should have stuck around, but I don't think they paid him enough to do the Harrison Ford ones but in all time Sean Connery performance refusing act- to speak with a Russian accent but they do but they explain it in the movie which is done very artfully but of course it's Sean Connery he's too busy playing golf but he he nails it playing a Russian uh, Russian KGB general who um is trying to defect to America or is he
1: it's a, it's a really dun, good dun, movie. Dun. <laughs> um, it's not my favorite of the Jack Ryan series. I like the Ford Ryans better. I wasn't crazy about the book either. It's still really good. And if you like 90s spy thrillers, good movie. Judas and the Black Messiah.
0: So I never saw this one, but I'm really interested in it.
1: Oh, I actually just assumed y'all had. Okay, so I guess I'll talk about it. It's good. Um, I think that's what I heard. That's what it was one of the main contenders for um, best picture at the last Oscars.
0: Plot sounds so interesting.
1: It is interesting. It's about Fred Hampton who was real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's based on a true story. I'm sure there's some fake stuff in it, but it's about Fred Hampton who was one of the leaders of the black Panthers in the 1960s. And he was one of the most influential people in America. And he was only like 20 years old. Yeah. And he got killed and he had one of his inner circles working with like the FBI the whole time. So it's just a really interesting story.
0: I really like LaKeith Stanfield. Okay, I do too. I'm a big fan. I, so I think his, his performance
1: everything. is not that good, but it might be because he didn't win
0: but the, Daniel other, Kaluuya, the other guy won. Right? Daniel
1: Kaluuya is incredible.
0: He won the Oscar he, and
1: and and he was I was like this is one of the greatest performances
0: I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, drive Drive is another Drive is awesome. highly stylized crime thriller starring Ryan Gosling. Pretty gory if you're not into gore, but the gore does not distract from how good Ryan Gosling but is in it. This in movie a- has a massive transition yes it does it's about an hour and i'm like wow this is a freaking love story and it's super slow at first yeah and i'm like where's the action and then bang the one scene and you know from then on it's gonna be a shit show the rest of the movie iconic ryan gosling in a bomber jacket by the way oh yeah iconic
1: more than almost any movie i've seen in the past decade i like the vibe of this movie Mm -hmm. the soundtrack the cinematography the setting, the way the director just has it paced, I loved every part of that. I, I was really yeah, drawn in by it.
0: It might be just because of the car thing, but I'd compare it to the vibe of Baby Driver. Um, not, like, the same vibe, but creating, like, a feel of a movie. That Last doesn't really the happen that
1: often. Last of the Mohicans.
0: Stay alive! <laughs> I fucking
1: love this movie.
0: Um, Is this... I mean, okay, Ignoring Heat, is this the best Michael Mann movie? We're going to have a discussion on that. It's up there.
1: Uh, I'd have to really sit and ponder it for a while because there's a lot that are gunning for second place. But So this is the action-adventure French and Indian War starring Daniel Day-Lewis. When he was already an Oscar winner, but still before people knew the force he was, it's in my eyes, characterized he, by an unbelievable, he's magnificent the West. The West Duty performance is he's, incredible.
0: West Studi plays uh like an a Native American Magua, basically Terrible. second, Magua. basically commander, but not an elder in the tribe. Uh, just going the fuck after these. people. And Even it's a, the battle scenes in this are amazing. Daniel Day Lewis is half Native American in that, right? I think he's <clears throat> raised by, uh, or he Mohi was adopted, I think he's white, adopted, yeah, but yeah. adopted. And it's the ambush scene. Yeah. Highly <laughs> suggest on YouTube. The Lost City of Z. This was one uh, y'all weren't very high on. I mean, I wasn't really either. But Again, I, I enjoyed the, it enough. I thought the ending was dumb. I, I think, think There's
1: people who say this is one of the best movies of the past 10 years.
0: I think it was You want to give good? a synopsis real quick? Uh, I can't remember his name, but English Explorer uh, goes to the Amazon basically to look for ancient artifacts. And he stumbles upon uh semblance or whatever of an old city so he keeps going back over years and years just and no one believes him he starts to lose his credibility and it's real life story percy fawcett that's who yep. it is
1: and he just keeps traveling back and it's like i'm sitting there for two and a half hours when something cool gonna happen yeah so
0: it was kind of like a lot of walking. at the, the, the end woods. of the movie i go so this is just a movie about a guy who killed himself and his son basically spoiler yeah. <laughs> yeah although we're like, not
1: i'm at least not necessarily recommending it i really think charlie hunnam was miscast he's not good enough actor to be in this role
0: i, w- I wish they would have tweaked the ending to not the real life you
1: know? <laughs> before sunset so um, this is the sequel to before sunrise chris have you watched this one i haven't yet? seen it yet yeah okay so have either of you i've watched it and i haven't seen the third one where does oh. this one take place um,
0: Paris? Paris. Paris. Okay. Yeah, so the first one's Prague. This one's This is Paris. like a
1: 75-minute movie. It's super it's short. It's very
0: short. It's It's really good. It's, it's very, s- very good. Um, and Richard Linklater, like always, it's the same characters and actors, just in real time, that many years distance. Nine right? years later, yeah. ten years later.
1: And, and this one actually does take place pretty much in real time. So it takes place over like an hour and a half and like just a Paris
0: afternoon. That's and so cool. It might not be as good or it emotionally. Yeah, it might be emotionally driven as the first, but the ah, there there's something that happens. One of my and, favorite
1: endings to a movie ever, and yeah. one of the greatest ending lines in. a movie I mean, ever. It,
0: it, the <laughs> ending alone, it's incredible.
1: Manhunter. Pretty much the same as before, just as romantic as before. Sometimes. Yeah, it's
0: really <laughs> touching and sweet. Um, so, Manhunter is the first act, the actually first Hannibal Lecter movie. Yes, and this starring was starring Brian.
1: Well, it stars William Peterson as Will Graham, but it has Brian Cox yeah. as Hannibal Lecter from
0: Succession. And, fan And he's now.
1: great in that role.
0: Amazing as Hannibal Lecter, plays him a lot different than Anthony Hopkins, less campy and more realistic, psychopathic, yeah. which makes it
1: borderline scarier also directed by michael mann who we worship and just it's very 80s but it's also uh, it's really I- good.
0: imagine if because it's michael mann it is in the 80s, 80s mm-hmm. with brian cox imagine just silence of the lambs but extremely stylized in the villain the main villain we've seen numerous times but i think this take on him is my favorite that dude's so creepy yeah.
1: red dragon is a remake of this and manhunter is a lot better in my opinion uh, the Lincoln Lawyer. Uh,
0: so this is one of my guilty pleasure all time like favorite legal thrillers. Uh, this was part of the sense. I love the Meconisense. Yeah, this was peak reconnaissance. Um, low key based on a true story, which people don't realize. I didn't know that. Really. Yeah. yeah. So it's about a lawyer who, um, represents a lot of the underworld as their defense attorney, and does some business stuff for them. And because of the nature of his business. He doesn't have a permanent office. He conducts business out of the back of a Lincoln Town Car. Right, and it ends up being a sort of how do you cope with defending bad people, but really you're actually trying to fight for good and the same thing. And Matthew McConaughey is fantastic. Um, wait, wait, this has such a good cast. You have a I criticism that that is true, though. I
1: don't know how good. Oh, that Ryan Philippe isn't intimidating as is a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's still a. But good I think movie it's I realistic
0: like it. because of that.
1: In the name of the rose,
0: still haven't seen this one. Sounds very interesting. This, <laughs> I mean, this is a Connery, um, starring Sean Connery, right around uh, Last Crusade, right? A uh, little before that. A little before 86. Last Crusade, and then uh, starring very young Christian Slater. Yeah, um, and it's just about monks. It's based on a really famous novel. It's it's a murder mystery, but in the
1: 1300s. So it's like some people are like, wow, we got to find this killer. And some people are like, Satan's killing people in this monastery, you know? <laughs> and there's all sorts of intrigue. The problem is that it's made by Jean-Jacques Anand, who's like a famous, uh, I think he's a famous French um, director. And he's kind of a freak.
0: It's, I would say, very French, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like...
1: Uh, <laughs> It almost, it, it, to me, it definitely does distract from what was a really good movie. It's like, hey, what if we were just like a freak? But it, like, if, what, if
0: this was a, if this was an American movie, it would just be Knives Out with priests involved. <laughs>
1: Manchester by the Sea, which I have not seen, but I do plan on watching. This is one Very of the most. Good.
0: This is one of the best performances of the two thousands, um, of of the century, wherein Casey Affleck is. Uh, you can't take your eyes off of him and what's his nephew's name I can't the remember. actor he's in a ton of stuff and he's like he's the big like him and timothy chalamet they're all like the next and leo and guys. you know and so it's about a guy who's just just absolutely suffering from grief and um dealing with you know guilt and grief and uh family issues and stuff like that and the best scene in the movie is him acknowledging that he just can't, he can't beat his depression, which is one of the saddest and coolest scenes I've ever. I just started crying. Lucas right. Hedges is who you're talking about. Lucas I know <laughs> it sounds corny, but this movie was so emotionally powerful. Like it, it was very touching. He just very can't, sad. He can't beat it.
1: Standoff at Sparrow Creek.
0: This was a badass, not expected one. that I think Gabe, you pulled it out of your ass. Right?
1: Well, yeah, I I had heard about it. Uh, From a couple people that had watched it, it's on Hulu, I think, and it's a low-budget 2018, just this guy that made it, probably made it for like a million dollars or less, starring James Badgedale, and it's like a whodunit mystery with like kind of a paramilitary domestic terrorist vibe. Really? I don't know. <laughs> and if that sounds They're like g- a up, I'm the, militia. in. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're like a fucked up militia.
1: Did you see it, Chris? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Oh, <laughs> but the way you just described I thought we it, watched this together. No, we did not. Um, the way
0: you described it, I was I watched like, it by what? myself. I did though, not guys. realize
1: you hadn't seen it the first 5 minutes you'll be like oh my god i'm so I mean, it's yes. it's
0: really intense from the get go but it's low budget but not that is necessary. it garbage crime sort of
1: thing no no it's 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 definitely better than a garbage crime movie although i like garbage Very crime. unexpectedly good the little things which we did watch together over xbox live chat
0: yeah so this was one overrated of, no no Underrated, Under, it, absolutely it, it underrated. Got destroyed by critics. I, I people thought liked it. I thought yeah. this I was thought a total. No, 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 the we,
1: I liked it a lot. I, I thought, thought was this good. was
0: a total whiff. Everyone who reviewed it, I thought, just did not understand it. And my theory, which we wrote, if you um, go back on our our Twitter, if you read about it, I think it was just a a victim of the times that it came out in, at the height of the sort of anti police movement. And it's about to good police, borderline, but co- but with, with questionable methods. Yeah. I think people were creeped out by Rami
1: Malik who was not the killer. His but he's, mouth. <laughs> he's just a freak during the movie. And I'm like,
0: cops are freaks sometimes, you know? He's a dick know? in that movie. Well, it could easily be Vincent like... Hanna. It's just nuts. But it's Denzel and Rami Malik going up against uh, Jared Leto. And it's just a tour de force. Palm Springs. Not a big Andy Samberg guy, but I liked his I liked his performance in this. So this is basically don't, just
1: hang on, hang on. So I went into this not knowing what it's based on or an offshoot oh, from. Okay. So the I, I don't want you to spoil it because the first 15 minutes, I was like, what is this? Yeah. I had no clue. Gotcha. Go and it made it so much better.
0: I almost turned it off, and I'm so glad that I didn't. So this is basically. Just a rehash of a very famous 80s comedy. And um, it, it, I mean, it doesn't, it's not as good, but it definitely stands up and it's a very funny movie. I thought it's one of the best
1: rom-coms I've seen in a long time. Um, Very entertaining, very creative. And I like kind of, just just just, you don't see movies like that anymore.
0: Really cool supporting cast too.
1: Yeah, um, colorful.
0: So I just finished this film called Beats on Netflix, and it's a pretty good movie. It's about this 17-year-old kid that just lives a really challenging life in Chicago, and music is his way out. He gets really good at producing and just making beats, and his main goal is to get his mom out of their living situation and just in a better area. But he faces a lot of challenges throughout the movie, and it's Pretty, pretty decent film. I'd probably give it a 7.1 out of 10. Um, the only negative towards the movie is the ending is definitely pretty confusing.
1: Thank you, Jacob, for that review. Next movie, No Way Out.
0: No Way Out. So unexpectedly badass. <laughs>
1: it's like I had never seen the full movie. I would only seen the second half. So, the first hour, you're like, What is this movie? <laughs> very odd. You almost don't know the plot till an hour in. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, No Way Out is. And it
1: has a famous like ending, very a, famous ending.
0: A noir political thriller ish. With one of the
1: weirdest relationships I've ever seen on screen.
0: It's, it's Hackman versus Costner just going at it, trying to out act each other. Uh, shocker
1: Gene Hackman wins that contest and why does Will Patton play a freak in every movie besides remember the Titans
0: well it's so funny because when you're a kid you only know from that and then when you look at the rest of his movies he just plays a freak but this is this twist is one of the only ones in in movies that I, I you don't see coming at all but then when you think about it it makes total sense yeah
1: they barely hint at it and then you're like oh
0: don't I got a demanding demands rewatching. Ocean's 11. JP, you saw it for the first time, right? Recently. Yeah, me and Gabe have seen it a million times. It's one of your favorite ish. Yeah, movies. one of my favorite movies. I think it's the coolest. One of the coolest it's movies. Cool. It's like, cool. what would you think of it? I think that's the best way to describe it. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. One of the best uh, vibe
1: movies ever.
0: Yeah, one of the best vibes. I, I guess that's the best way to describe it. But the the cast alone, like, you know, it's going to be a banger with that cast. But, you know, heist movies get shit on, you know, but I think this might be the best one ever made. Well, it's it's like because it's a heist movie, but it's making fun of heist movies. So everything it is doing is tongue in cheek and very aware of itself. It's probably my favorite Vegas movie. Yeah, probably. And it had some really funny moments that I wasn't it's, expecting. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Really funny movie. Even um, even the old man playing the Russian, the fake Russian. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's Zerga.
1: <laughs> the Snyder cut.
0: I'll I'll sit back, JP. Uh it's an epic.
1: It was so much better than the original, Justin. I mean I was blown away by how much more I liked so it. So yeah. I never saw Same. the
0: original specifically because so i could like the snyder cut and what happened was
1: so i watched the original never rewatched it and when i sat down for snyder cut i'm like i really in a four-hour movie i only specifically remembered two scenes from the original it was almost as though he made a completely new film with kind of a similar plot i i I thought it was really good
0: it wasn't convoluted it it made, I mean, for four hours, it wasn't complicated. The runtime did it, not bother me. No, either. it made a lot of sense. A lot of decisions that were changed made sense. Like, Cyborg's backstory made me like Cyborg so much and, more. And you get why he hates Joss Whedon because yeah. he got cut out of the first movie. Yeah. He's basically Completely. the main character. Basically, yeah. Because he basically I mean, becomes... seemed the most powerful. <laughs> yeah. Miami Vice. I mean, so this is my... I can feel it. God. In the so this is Michael Mann's movie of the classic TV show that he pr- was the guy that he was created. basically the showrunner of, and it's Jamie Fox, <laughs> Colin Farrell, and being, then Gong in, Lee doing a phonetic performance. Which is unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. She was good. So Michael Mann in the in 2006. I think is just so it's like borderline too much style.
1: It's, you know, it. someone was saying that, wow, the studio gave him $150 million to make it. And that's what he came up with. They were probably like, you son of a bitch. You tricked us. It's a good movie. I really like (laughs) it, but it's like, he didn't need $150 million. So it
0: was, it was considered a big disappointment. I think when it came out because of how classic the show was, but I really loved it. City of God. Um, this is probably the best foreign language movie ever. Incredible
1: film. Um, enrapturing, I would say. Um, I, I, I was so engrossed in this movie.
0: So, for everyone that knows, Slumdog Millionaire famously won Best Picture, what, in 0... That was, 08, oh, 7, it, was a, it was the
1: year Dark Knight came out, so it was 08, the, 08, the 09, Oscars. 09 Oscars.
0: Literally, there is a far, far, far superior movie that is similar plot except a little darker but that still takes like place in brazil kind of the same vibe i get what. very you mean. same plot uh just escaping like a, a a brutal ghetto in um this movie took place in brazil and it's for a foreign language movie movie with actors that you i've i've never seen before and having to read subtitles the whole time you're like and it's mostly really young people, either kids or like teenagers. And you're like, every one of these people needs needs to be famous. JP, did you see it?
1: Not yet. Oh, you're gonna love it.
0: Sense and Sensibility. Um. <laughs> so we reviewed this a lot on what the, episode? The ninety five Oscars. So this is an adaptation of the famous uh, novel. Um, by Jane Austen. Yeah, Jane Austen novel. Written by Emma Thompson, who won an Oscar
1: for it. And then and it, she's and also it's the main character. Extre- and she's great.
0: Extremely well-deserved because, as Gabe said on the episode we reviewed it, she successfully made Jane Austen interesting. And it's just Kate Winslet and Emma Thompson
1: together on screen are a powerhouse. I love Kate Winslet in this movie so much. She's so
0: stunning. Did... I want to say Emma Thompson won for acting as well. No,
1: she won for Howard's End oh, ninety two. But okay, she right, was nominated yeah. for this, and this was uh, ninety five. Was Dead Man Walking for yeah. Susan Sarandon? But she... It's
0: the difference between we had another Jane Austen movie come out this year, and it was unwatchable compared to this one. Yeah,
1: this one I highly recommend, and I don't like that genre.
0: Split. Oh, Split is a great M Night Shyamalan movie. Maybe, you know, might have put him. Is it a comeback? This I, is I part of it. his. No, married. this is this in yeah. the visit
1: made him as as a
0: comeback. Yeah, James McAvoy, incredible. Thought he should have been nominated. Terrifying in this movie, and young
1: Anya Taylor Joy. It was the first oh, thing yeah. I ever saw her in. Oh yeah, this is part the of the earliest thing.
0: Isn't isn't it like a a trilogy, movie, or, trilogy. yeah yeah um, Salt is that the next one? No no uh, Glass. Glass Glass okay. Um, Split's really good. It Didn't like it. I thought it was really dumb. It kind Split? of. It, yeah.
1: It, it came out of nowhere. And people, like you said, it's kind of the comeback for um, Shyamalan. He's, he has a movie coming out pretty soon, actually. Old,
0: hopefully it's good.
1: And he's basically, you can probably hear my dog in the background. He's basically saying, yeah, I'm still going to do Twist shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still here for it. Gladiator. So my thoughts on Gladiator are amazing movie that is held back by the fact that Ridley Scott directed
0: it. Well, yeah, that's true. I was thinking gladiator. I was going to describe it as here's how you do an Epic in the two thousands. Um, so obviously it, it's it's an Epic rebooted basically the, uh, swords and sandals genre, um, which was really popular in like the fifties. Um, but just an all time Russell Crowe performance, um, Probably Joaquin Phoenix's best performance of his career playing Commodus the Emperor. I th- I think he didn't get enough screen time. That's I feel like that's my only in the directing. I think he didn't get enough screen time. He's so evil in that movie. But yeah, again, disturbing. like Gabe was saying, if this comes out a different year, I don't think it wins Best Picture, Best Director, and a bunch of other other awards because of how odd oddly directed and edited it was. But it was from 2000. So that's Thief. what it was. This is, uh, Michael Mann. Is, is it I is think it's his, his first, first, I think it's his first, it's movie. his first
1: studio movie for sure. Great movie. Um, love. I, I can imagine going to the movies in the early eighties and being like, who in God's name is directing this? Cause I want to see so much more of it. This is one of Tarantino's movies. He was just talking about, um, on Joe Rogan the other day. He loves this movie. Um, or no, he was talking about this on another podcast, but,
0: uh, Amazing James Conn it, performance. James Conn, it's exactly what the title says. He's an extremely competent thief. But he's a psychopath in every other
1: aspect of his life.
0: <laughs> What'd you I, think, JP? I think the way the relationship was handled was really good. I really enjoyed that aspect of the movie. And what you well, liked. I thought the, it was interesting, you, but the relationship was nuts. You liked on the first date that he talked about prison rape? No, I mean, like, <laughs> the way that they did it, like, He's a bad guy, you know, but the way they did it between them two, I thought was really good, but that's like, you know, the rest of it's sweet. A All most wanted stuff. man. Um. So this uh, is a l- great Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, performance playing. Is he Polish? If I remember correctly, he's doing a heavy Eastern European accent the whole movie, and uh, it's perfect. He's excellent. Um, but this is a spy, uh, the classic old school spy thriller, um, which has a great supporting cast. Willem Dafoe is in it. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Robin Wright kind of in her, uh, you know, comeback. My complaint is that why
1: did we have to cast a bunch of Americans as Germans? Instead of just having like good German actors play it, play it, <laughs> um. Well, because you need Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'd be in fine it. with yeah. him, but it's like I don't yeah. need Rachel McAdams doing a shitty accent. I was
0: about to say so. Compared, that is the one criticism compared to Philip Seymour Hoffman. A lot of the other people in it aren't. right, are, don't hold up. Primal Fear. Um, this good is good movie, underrated. One one of the classic all time twists in movie history, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Edward Norton's uh, first big movie. And what a way to start. He was nominated, I think, right? Yeah, it was his first movie and he got nominated for supporting actor. Deservedly so. I think Richard Gere was great in it too. I think it's Richard Gere's best, which, it, and it, not it, hatchy. <laughs> it doesn't get much credit, his performance, because of how good Edward Norton is in it. Um, but this is a, another classic 90s legal thriller. Um, these are the movies we don't make anymore, which really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think we talked I, about this, I don't so think, it'd be a show today. Uh, yeah, it would be like a 10 episode HBO series, and the last or the ninth, ep- the penultimate penalt- episode would be the twist.
1: Mm-hmm. I love Laura Lenny in this movie. I think uh, playing,
0: Rich- playing a very old school noir femme fatale almost,
1: Godzilla. Now, this is the one with Brian Cranston.
0: Uh, the trailer was absolutely incredible. Amazing i so trailer. hyped for this movie. Five minutes in Brian Cranston dies, and I'm a little bummed at that. But... I always thought that was kind of bullshit because he was top billed and was throughout the trailer. So you kind of I was like, well, that's oh, why it's I a Brian Cranston movie. That's why I thought that was bullshit. But the rest of the movie I personally find this I think this is the
1: best of like the monster verse. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's the most well made.
0: It's the only one you have any emotional attachment to anything that's going on.
1: Definitely agree. Um it's 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 not like I'm not going to say this is like the Godfather, but this is like a higher almost art form than the rest of the movies in the series, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And definitely Cranston gives it just a, a, another level. I do love Ken Watanabe in this movie just being like, he <laughs> Like, like he, he pronounces it so perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is the sequel with like Vera Farmiga
0: terrible terrible (laughs) fucking movie i can't stand this movie it was a piece of shit i
1: was really disappointed by it i know people that love it
0: i I thought it was ridiculous it's one of those that is like so this whole movie is just building up to one ending scene (laughs) like you can tell the director had one image in his head and he was like how do we get there and just made a bunch of bullshit up. this
1: movie would have been a lot better if they just let millie bobby brown die (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was true the whole time. I was like, "Why do they give a fuck about any of these people?" <laughs> it, it's kind of a stupid plot. There were things throughout this movie that'd be like, "Oh, well, we can't stop them here because of fucking sound waves or some shit." And then the next scene, it's like, "Well, we're gonna do this," and it just completely contradicts. In, and you're in like, a movie, it's also there- a big
1: terminology movie. Let's yeah. let's let's say a word, and people be like, "Oh, big <laughs> science word." <laughs> Room.
0: Still haven't seen it. I don't know if I want to.
1: It's it's very good. I, and I, it's a movie about a very dark subject. It's about a kidnapped girl, but the main character is like her six year old son who was born in captivity through rape.
0: See, like, oh. and <laughs> but
1: it's told from his perspective, so it's almost in a happy way. And you see all this horrific stuff going on, and he's just like, "I got a new truck."
0: Oh, my God. But it's it's I, really I know interesting. it's very good. It's, I need to see and it.
1: And it's not – it is a depressing movie, but it's also not. Like, you don't feel like you're watching something heavy. I don't know if that makes Ree sense. Larson won, didn't she? She did, and she was really good in it. I, thought she, was,
0: I thought she was terrible.
1: Well, you hate every actress that's ever existed besides Charlize. <laughs> <laughs> now if Charlize Theron was in Rune <laughs> – uh, a a really good performance by Joan Allen. Is that supporting? The kid? No, mm-hmm. she's she's the yeah. the mother. Very very.
0: Uh, um, the king. Uh, this is the movie that I watched and and I think I might have texted it after it and goes Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim- Timothy Oliphant, Timothy Chalamet. My bad, wrong playing Timothy. playing <laughs> Henry Henry the the warrior king, probably the greatest king in English history, and uh. At the end of the movie, I think I texted y'all and go, Timothy Timot- Timot- Chalamet is for real. He is so fucking good in this movie. So I watched The King Damn. and
1: I watched Outlaw King basically two nights in a row. That's the one with Chris
0: Pine. How was that one? And they're both the- they're both about Henry V. No, right? one's about oh, yeah. Robert
1: the Bruce. Oh. The King is so much better. It's yeah. so Robert much better. Robert
0: Pattinson playing the Prince of yes. France. Yeah, I really, really need to see this. He is so... Weirdly good in it. I borderline highly recommend this movie. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know why it wasn't as big of a deal. I'm probably because I think it came out at a weird time. And it's and it's it is a brutal movie. Like a ton of teenage girls aren't gonna go watch that movie. But Watchmen. This movie gets me excited. This might be <laughs> this the best superhero movie ever. <laughs> so
1: badass. So we realized in recording our top superhero movies episode, which you should totally listen to from last March, that. I think Chris and JP both hadn't seen Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's you know it's we we're
0: like we can't do it without. So well, we
1: watched it after. Oh, okay. And y'all both loved Watchmen it, right?
0: would have been number two for me to the Dark Knight. I mean, it is. JP, do you know where it would be for you? Um, five or four. I mean, it's I think it was six for me. It to the point where I am willing to read a graphic novel because of it.
1: Oh, it's it's one of the greatest books ever written, and it
0: made it made the show the mini series on HBO that, that I think almost was became more popular than the movie. Cause people have sort of forgotten about right. the movie because of all the Snyder stuff. It, it made the show so much better. It's a fascinating plot. Putting a character as powerful as Manhattan in a movie like that. Just so crazy. And then Rorschach, that's all I got to say. Lone star, which we watched last week together the most underrated sneaky sneaky good movie sneaky Sneaky good movie um so well written
1: so interestingly and artistically directed starring chris cooper and has like a young matthew mcconaughey in it it's like a small town sheriff trying to figure out about a murder that happened like 50 years earlier and it's also you know everyone in the town has secrets the story's all connected
0: somehow, it's, but never in a ham-fisted way. Yeah, it's so perfectly blended, the directing in this movie. It's yes. insane. It shows a person in a scene, and then it'll cut back to a flashback scene and then go back to the present day. And you think, oh, that's just a cool tool to use. No, it carries the plot forward, and it connects. And, and it an never end. loses the audience. You follow all of the storylines and timelines it, absolutely it, perfectly. It's my favorite use of flashbacks
1: maybe ever in a movie. Really enjoyed it. Highly recommend Charlie Wilson's War.
0: Um, so this movie is is just a political thriller, maybe ish thriller, but it's about a it's, very. I, it's
1: kind of humorous. It's, it's kind of a comedy. It, it's a almost. dramedy.
0: It's all not. I wouldn't say a thriller. It's like a. Uh, I don't know, but it, it really. It's about a very famous congressman, and it really throws you off. Because the first scene, <laughs> it's Tom, Tom Hanks, Tom America's Hanks. dad in a hot tub with two naked strippers.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks it plays a wild man in this movie. Yeah. Very against type.
0: Julia Roberts is great in it mm-hmm. as a sort of Texas uh, like money and po- uh, political as always, socialite.
1: Philip Seymour Hoffman's really good in it. Um, got nominated for an Academy Award it's about the true story about giving the Mujahideen weapons when they fought the Soviets, which definitely came back to bite us 15, 20 Oof. years later, but, um, good movie. One of the better Sorkin scripts. Um, I think it's underrated. Wonder woman, 1984. One of the worst
0: movies ever made moving on. Okay. Uh, true romance. Um, true romance is Tarantino's first. R- so he, Use the money. This is we all got this information from him going on Rogan the other day. Um, So he used the he sold the script to Tony Scott, allowed him to direct it, use the money to fund Reservoir Dogs. True romance is fascinating
1: because you're like, oh, this is what it would be like if Tarantino wrote movies. This is other people's take on Tarantino. Um fascinating movie.
0: Christian Slater, the best Christopher Walken scene of all time.
1: (laughs) Just a one, a one scene with him better than Pulp Fiction
0: better than Pulp Fiction but it's Um, it's it's a zany
1: movie it's highly stylized it's extremely violent brutal at certain points can I say uh,
0: that Gandolfini scene yeah that's a controversial
1: scene but still really good uh an autobiographical film. You can tell Tarantino put a lot of himself into the Slater character. I really
0: like the vibe too. It's kind of like a upbeat, mm-hmm. lively thing, even Wait, though it's a dark movie. We haven't even talked about Gary Oldman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Baffling. After Hours.
0: Uh, this after Hours is... Um, a part of the Patton sense. Patton sense. Oh yeah, Will Patton being a freak. <laughs> so After Hours is... Martin Scorsese's <laughs> most stylized movie, extremely
1: um, dreamlike. Just you're in it. The guy, you're, you're almost wondering what's real and what's not. The whole movie. I didn't
0: care for it, but it's like a well-made movie for sure. It was it's, very well made, regardless if you like yeah, it or not. If you don't like the vibe of it, if you're not into like um, highly stylized stuff, uh, still watch it. Good performances, um, an amazing direction, textbook direction. I I did like that. I did not know what the hell was gonna happen next it perfectly perfectly creates a feeling in the viewer that i've never seen a a director do as well as martin scorsese which is just holy fuck i'm anxiety ridden and i need to go home yeah it felt like a drunken night yeah when you can't get a uh, catch an uber or something after the bars logan lucky i've seen this one once it was when it came out in theaters and i loved it yeah I, I
1: was pleasantly surprised by how good it was chris did you see it
0: yeah so um i really like adam driver in this movie yeah and uh channing tatum borderline ruins the mo- the whole movie but daniel he, craig I was good daniel craig doing detective benoit blanc but a scumbag craig is so, so good so, man, yeah. southern, awesome. <laughs> you can tell he
1: loves his southern accent oh yeah uh-huh. um Logan Lucky is basically they call it in the movie. It's Ocean Seven Eleven. It's like if yeah. Ocean's <laughs> Eleven, but, but it's rednecks. <laughs> s- They're stealing-, stealing from Talladega. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really good. It's funny. It's humorous. It has some touching moments too, and it's got that Soderbergh touch. I mean, he's mm. such a good director. Oh, I didn't know that was Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is why they make the Ocean Seven Eleven comment mm. in the movie. I wasn't obsessed with the ending with Hilary Swank. I thought that was unnecessary, but still a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas. I wow. rewatched this about a month <laughs> ago for the 80th time, just because I was like, "Oh, I haven't watched Goodfellas this year." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that te- that's what tells you how good of a movie it is. It's it's annual. It it yeah. demands annual viewing. If you haven't
1: seen Goodfellas, take your it's, headphones out and go watch it. It's Martin
0: Scorsese's best movie. It's the best I mean, movie made by the best director. Yeah. Like it's what what else do we need to tell an you? An incredible though? film, an influential
1: film. Every part of it, every rule he breaks like no one else should try to make a movie like this. Many have many have failed. And it's like no, he did it. You you act, you're not going to do better. Just be like Tarantino and make a, a different genre because you're not making a better mob movie than this.
0: As crazy as mafia movies can get. Apparently this is the most realistic and accurate to the real life story which is nuts.
1: Yeah, based on the book Wise Guys, a famous book, really really good movie. I can't say enough about it. Just mercy.
0: Uh, this is Michael B Jordan yes. lawyer. Did, did you all see this? I know I haven't see it. seen this.
1: Oh, okay, so I didn't realize you both hadn't seen this when I put on the list. It's good. It's based on a true story of this really really well-educated lawyer traveling to Alabama to basically be Um, a death row advocate and get – hey, it's Alabama. Is
0: it the 50s or –
1: No, it's like the 80s.
0: Oh, I didn't know it was that recent.
1: And this is Alabama. They have wrongfully convicted people on death row all the time. Yeah. So it's basically references several cases, but the main one is this um, guy, Jamie Foxx, who clearly didn't commit a murder but got arrested for it anyways. And it's about Michael B. Jordan trying to get him freed. Interesting movie. There's some really good parts. There's some not quite as good parts. Brie Larson's in it, so Chris wouldn't like it. But I was interested because it's like some of it was a little much. And then I reread about it, like after I watched it, I'm like, oh, they actually cut out a lot of stuff. Like it was actually much more crazy than the movie made it seem. <laughs> so
0: Yikes. pretty
1: good. Those who wish me dead, which I'll tell y'all, I haven't finished.
0: Um. So this is my current favorite writer or like the the new wave of writers. Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan. He's the guy who did Wind River. It's another neo Western this is more action-y than his other movies. It felt more like action-y popcorn blockbuster. Popcorn, yeah, blockbustery. And it's Which I don't um, mind. It it's just firefighters in Yosemite uh during a gnarly storm. But with a couple crazy ass like family hit men. Yeah, interlaced with a crime that that sort of meet each other and it's about those two stories kind of intermingling with an accountant who is chased after with his son which starts the plot from jacksonville Florida, which looks like
1: naples (laughs) (laughs) now i'm gonna be real i was i have i still haven't finished it because i was sick when i watched it i was very disappointed because it was taylor sheridan and i was expecting it to be a little better personally master and commander far side of the world
0: uh gladiator on the ocean that that's a good per- call perfectly describes it and it is just as good if not it's better than fucking gladiator awesome. um, had to of, go
1: up against uh, the lord of the rings at the oscars so went home pretty empty-handed one yeah. of the biggest
0: uh like why didn't they make five more of these why yeah. do we ha- why do we have 10 pirates of the caribbean and only one master and commander and, uh, Russell Crowe, who is what, 60 now is, has been begging to do a sequel for like 15 years. It's,
1: they are developing a prequel. Oh, okay. awesome. Yeah. But that's like very recent. Um, they were supposed to make sequels. Cause there's a bunch of famous books, which I've never read based on Russell Crowe's character. And it just never happened, but they are going to make a prequel mm. really good. Maybe the best like naval warfare movie ever.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah.
1: Is that all? Okay. Um, A Simple Plan. Interesting movie. We watch this together over Xbox. Um, it's Bill Paxton and Billy oh, Bob Thornton. I didn't
0: even remember this <laughs> yeah. one.
1: It's, it's kind of one of those movies you don't necessarily remember. When you watch it, though, it's like things get crazier and crazier, but at yeah. the same time, it's so realistic in the decisions the characters make. It's very realistic. People in the movie.
0: So, this is Sam Raimi, the famous director from the Spider Man, the original Spider Man trilogy, directing Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton.
1: Basically, they find a crash plane with millions of dollars in the woods and they're like, should we turn it in? Should we not? And chaos ensues. Yeah. Yeah. Very Fargo vibes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like a Fargo light.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it just got crazier and crazier, like Gabe said. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah, and, and it, it was sad at times, Yeah, too. it gets pretty dark. Billy Bob
1: Thornton got nominated for an Oscar. Well-deserved. Deservedly, yeah. Um, L.A. Confidential. One of my favorite movies.
0: Uh, So this is...
1: JP and I watched it together, I think.
0: So this is like, like what would you call it? A genre piece? I'd say time... it's, it's
1: almost like a spiritual successor to Chinatown.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a noir thing, but there's modern vibes to it in some parts of it, too. Yeah, it's basically a, a, a cop mystery um,
1: from the mid 90s, but it's based in like the 40s or 50s. Um, it's There's twists and turns. It's who's going to take over Los Angeles crime after Mickey Cohen. And it's starring just a knockout Fantastic
0: cast. cast. You ready for it? And the Kevin ca- Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, James Cromwell. <laughs> and the big thing
1: was, these were not huge. Huge. Like, Spacey was big, he just won the Oscar, but this was Russell Crowe's first American movie. I think it was Guy Pearce's first mm-hmm. American movie. I thought movie. Guy
0: Pearce was incredible in it, and yeah. I loved how Russell Crowe just went around beating the shit out of people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Without remorse.
0: Mm, it, it's not good. Agreed. Oh yeah so this very, is very very this disappointing. is the michael b jordan tom clancy uh, movie that just came out on amazon okay. it had me what, so what, hyped I, very very disappointed
1: i definitely it. like without remorse the novel the clancy novel and besides the name of the character literally has nothing to do with it completely has nothing at all to do with it it is They'd simply used it to try to get people like me right. to watch it. Right. They just took the name. That's all. It's, it really pissed me off actually watching it. It's also not that good. It's a, the first a star scene, movie. the
0: first scene fantastic. And then it goes away oh, down the hell the first there. scene was killer and then, when he comes out of the water, yeah, yeah. And then the scene uh, where he's intimidating a guy for information and he turns the car on fire, that was badass as well. Other than that, though, not good.
1: The trial of the Chicago seven.
0: Um, I didn't love this as much as Gabe did.
1: uh, Now, I will be posting on our Instagram the exact quote of Chris (laughs) when he saw it. Trial of the Chicago 7. Fucking excellent. Chris Lynch's words.
0: It it was good, but I I didn't think it was like,
1: it's not the best Sorkin.
0: It's not the best legal thriller at all. It's much better
1: than Molly's Game. Like, it's the best Sorkin directed.
0: Yeah, it's a lot better than Molly's Game great sasha barrett cohen
1: no hated right? it he, he was Ru- good. Ruined,
0: ruined the movie absolutely ruined the, <laughs> the movie um what's the guy's name who won the oscar for playing stephen hawking uh eddie redman eddie, eddie redman borderline embarrassing probably could have ended his career the, he was so bad the it.
1: problem with it they're like oh you know like we got to go back to like Michael Keaton, the noble attorney general. It's like, that's the guy that like sent people to die in Vietnam. (laughs) It's like, he is actually not a good person. So let's stop making him (laughs) to be the good guy. All right. Usual suspects, not a film that I'm crazy about.
0: Um, I think it's one of the best twists of all time. Um, I think Spacey is deserved. Like he deserved the Oscar he got. I do think his seven performance was better, and I think the movie actually, the plot itself, made him almost get the Oscar.
1: Despise the directing. Yeah. Boo, Brian Singer. Boo. <laughs> the yeah. problem,
0: the problem with with the usual su- suspects. All three of us have a lot put a lot of weight on rewatchability. This movie's uh, unwatchable nowadays. Um, be, not only because of the people involved, but because of how bad the directing is and how stuck in the time it was made. It is so not timeless. I really like Baldwin in this movie. I'd say
1: it's an okay movie with an awesome twist. And
0: mm-hmm. the lineup scene. Classic.
1: Kong Skull Island, which is the... Uh, Kong Skull Island is the sequel to King Kong.
0: This is my... Second, after Godzilla. Or rephrase, re-
1: this is this is the sequel to Godzilla, sorry.
0: After the reboot of Godzilla, I think that's the best of the series. But if I had to put one second, definitely Skull Island. It was a lot like more whimsical, funny than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and, the
1: humor was was good in this one.
0: Um, and Kong, he's so much more badass than he's ever been before. He's massive. I think it's the biggest one they've done.
1: I prefer the Peter Jackson Kong to this one.
0: But yeah, it's hard to beat Jack Black in the Peter Jackson one.
1: But this one, I think they went the right tone. The tone of it was like, yeah. oh, let's make it funny, even though people are getting brutally killed. Right? We can, John C. Riley can crack some <laughs> jokes. <laughs> That's what I
0: was about to say. They had to throw him in there for comedic effect.
1: Um. So I just realized that we didn't put Godzilla vs Kong on this list, or I didn't. So let's go ahead and do Godzilla vs Kong.
0: Okay. Um. I thought it was way way better. Than King of Monsters. I mean, they redeemed themselves a yeah, lot. Yep. Um is it uh Watan Watanbi or something? Ken Watanabe? Wat- Watanabe? Uh from Inception fame. <laughs> Freaked me out in this movie. Acted like a
1: what not Did he Wait, he's not he's not in this one. Oh, he's not. He dies in King of the Monsters,
0: right? I thought he uh Maybe I don't remember whichever okay. one that you're referring to. Did you he know who? On did pieces? he want to fuck Godzilla? I think he did.
1: It was <laughs> yes. bizarre. But that's in the that's in King of the Monsters. Um.
0: So. so this movie got heavily criticized for just not having like any human or emotional element, and I was like, good. It, it's what made the movie fun to watch. I was like, all we came here for is to watch CGI yeah, shit, and we beat, got what we beat each other up. The yeah.
1: CGI was wild.
0: Am I making it up
1: that Watanabe's not in this movie? I have no idea.
0: I think you're mistaken. I think it's this Um, one that he wants to fuck Godzilla in. Another Round. Ooh, Another Round is fantastic. It's foreign film. I still haven't seen it. It's in Dutch, I think, which is Mads Mikkelsen's uh, natural language. And uh, I saw Guillermo del Toro review this movie, and I'm with him. I fucking love this movie. It's the perfect amount of... Funny but thought-provoking midlife crisis type thing. Like I thought Mads was great, and in, I didn't notice I was reading subtitles. Yeah, so it's it's uh, Mads Mickelson and the director who did it, whose name escapes me, um, make a lot of movies together, and most of Mads' most famous roles are from this director. But this movie is about multiple high school teachers um, over in Europe. Who ha- are going through midlife crisis crises and decide they are experimenting just with drinking all day mm-hmm. and seeing how their lives, how it impacts their lives. It's summer. I can relate. <laughs>
1: Last movie, Logan.
0: This was my choice recently for a movie night. I had never, I'd seen bits and pieces of it, never watched it fully through. I think it's, it just took X-Men to a higher level, like a higher level of movie. I mean, an MFing X-Men movie that's like neo-western are you kidding me i'm in i'm sold
1: james mangold doesn't make bad movies
0: which which makes me excited for indiana jones
1: yeah it shows he can handle these huge franchises
0: i think we see wolverine at his best when he's in that protector role i think that's when like his true best comes out you know what i mean and the X twenty four or whatever his daughter that was. I mean, I I kind of knew going in what the deal was, but did not expect fully like who she was and and it cannot be overstated of how good Hugh Jackman is in this movie. Like he's been playing this character for twenty years. Is it he, his best one? And yes, save, yes. He saves his best performance for last. And it, it's yeah. like and nuts. It's
1: funny because he was ridiculed for them casting him as Wolverine because he doesn't look at all like Wolverine yeah, right. in the comics. So that's our episode we hope you enjoyed our 60 movie reviews 60 minutes we probably went 61 and about 65 but you'll survive (laughs) uh we got some more episodes coming out soon hope you enjoyed